0: This is the epilogue audio experience. Hello and welcome to Hit the Road this is India's number 1 podcast for all you cycling and triathlon enthusiasts. My name is Rohan Thakar and it's so good to be here as I am speaking with the Maverick team of Bharat Pannu who created history by grabbing the podium and finishing third on the world's toughest ultra cycling race that is Race Across America that was held virtually this time 4100 kilometers in 12 days working relentlessly days and nights with just two or three. 3 hours of sleep in between, climbing 71,000 meters of elevation gain that is roughly uh, 10 times climbing Mount Everest. It's an incredible feat and it's the first time something uh, so grand has been achieved by an Indian in ultra cycling and we are really proud of them. Now ultra cycling is not an individual sport, it is a sport that requires team support and efforts. The rider alone cannot conquer this by himself and for this we are today speaking with Bharat and his team Darshan Dubey who was the crew chief, Jyoti Tripathi his assistant crew chief and uh, Dr. Aarti Nagrani who was Bharat's physiotherapist. Now in this episode we are talking about what they did, how they did and what did they do to grab this podium. Keep in mind, this is a gold mine of content for all of you who wants to uh, get into ultra cycling, who wants to set their goals for ultra cycling, who wants to aim for Indian races like Deccan Cliffhanger or Ultra Spice or Great Himalayan Ultra or they want to set their aims for the toughest race across America or uh, race around Austria or something like that. Trust me guys, this episode will be the one episode that you need to listen if you want to make your crew solid, if you want to set your goals higher and you will love this. There were some technical glitches because of which there were a few disturbances in the recording but this episode is one episode that you must listen. Hope you enjoy it. So welcome team, how's it, how's it going? Hi. Yeah, it is. Uh, it was a lovely experience. Uh, we were
1: unprepared for such an event because this was happening something for the first time and so we were prepared for many uncertain unknown situations but uh, yes we sailed through everything and became just finished podium and it's like a big teamwork mm-hmm. which resulted into this
0: yeah how was it racing indoors Why uh, you have been training outdoors all all your time and uh the last time that we spoke was uh right after your k2k adventure uh breaking the Guinness world record in just 8 days. So from there to your, how's it been?
1: Like, yes. After K2K, like, the team was completely pumped up for the Race Across America event, in, which was supposed to happen in June. Yes. But due to Corona, it was cancelled. The Race Across America was postponed to 21, 2021. Right. So we were not having any options. And suddenly this virtual Race Across America pops up within a week after the race cancellation. Yeah. So like the complete preparation was on. As such, I was training indoors, so, nothing could have been best that we uh, uh, wouldn't have attempted this race. Mm.
0: And the team was very well prepared and uh, they was, yes, we were prepared, we went, attempted this race. Amazing. And uh, Darshan, you have been with uh, Bharat for so long, how was your experience crewing with him? Yeah, it's, been, it's been a while I guess, it's been almost uh,
2: over three and a half mm. years that we have been racing together. Yeah. This was my fourth event with Bharat as a crew member and overall my seventh event as Mm. such. Quite new, I'd say in with respect, you know, uh, putting everything together Mm. indoors. Yes. While on outdoors, we had, you know, different challenges. Being indoors, we had some other challenges. Being indoors, you know, it was like, uh, it it seemed as if the whole 2BHK apartment Mm. was a vehicle. Yes. It was out on the road and everything was met. There was one room which we try, which we called it as black hole. Whatever goes in there never comes mm-hmm. back. And mm-hmm. fortunate enough that there was only one such room, <laughs> so uh, only crew stuff related over there. Yes. But yeah, overall a great experience. Um, I believe that it has you know enhanced our confidence in doing a twelve day mm-hmm. event. It was my second twelve day event, but uh, being uh, at home, Bharat's first. Mm-hmm yeah but that's mm. first 12 day event it's but uh good to see the the amount of energy that he had left at the end of yeah. the 12 day so yeah
0: my other question is Bharat that i uh try to ride for one hour at home okay so i try try is in double quotes and capital bolts up daldos uh after that i don't have that capacity to continue and you were riding for 12 days uh
1: it is a very punishing experience when we ride indoors. It, everybody loves yeah. to ride outdoors and um, this is the story of every rider out there. We just do internal training indoors and all the rides are outdoor yes. always. So um, as the lockdown started, it was a mental challenge to prepare for race across America and I had to put in miles like the minimum which I used to ride was like 160 kilometers, mm-hmm. that is 100 miles. And the maximum which I rode was mm-hmm. 200 miles. So, but that like 200 miles was so grueling and it was so punishing that I myself was not aware that how will I attempt the 12 day event. But as the event started day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, and like it was a routine for me. I was just riding, I was just enjoying it. And I think the reason was that uh, the... Television, YouTube, uh, Netflix—they don't keep you; in, they keep you engaged, but they don't entertain. Like oh, there is some vacuum out there in which, due to which you are not able to write so long. But uh, as the crew was uh, around me, so that created a magic, and I used to get continuous targets. That next five uh, six hours I have to do this. Yes. Next three hours I have to do this. Next twelve hours I have yep. to achieve this. So all those things and the regular food, which I, whichever I wanted, like that was coming in, I was just riding and we were all were having fun. It was such a fun journey that I never felt that it is day one or day six mm. or day 10. We were just racing after day 10, like it was proper racing was there on ground. And we were, uh, there was a distinct feature, which I'll tell you, which is distinct to the indoor riding, which I cannot experience mm. outside. So if the rider is behind me by 20 yeah. kilometers, and uh, if I'm riding outdoors, I cannot see how fast he is mm-hmm. riding. Whether he's coming out to me, whether he's yeah. chasing me or mm-hmm. he's riding, riding at his own comfort. But if I'm riding indoors and I have all the leaderboard stats in front of me, I can see, I can watch how much he he's yeah. putting, whether he's chasing me, is he coming for me or he's just riding at mm-hmm. his own comfort. So it is like that continuous challenge. Yes, somebody's behind me and I have to yeah. push now. So that thing can be only experienced mm-hmm. at indoors.
0: Jyoti and Arti, you both were with Bharat uh, even in the last event K2K from being crammed in a car to the comfort of a home. Do you feel anything different or uh, the pressure is the same?
3: I would say the two events were completely Hmm. different. Uh, Number one is one is a race, another one is just an event where we are trying to uh, break a record which is, which looks pretty Hmm. easy. So we, the comfort level was very different. Secondly, um... Indoors and outdoors there are pros and cons to mm. both the things and uh, we had time to you know get away from the rider for a while and be in our own you know have our own mm. real faces and energy and our own personal talks but when we are in mm. indoors no matter how do we feel and what is going on uh, we just have to you know wear this mask where uh, uh, the rider is most comfortable mm. the way he wants to see us and he he's comfortable uh you know talking about so we talk about things so uh there are different kind of uh, you know pros and cons yes. also and having said that on the pro side uh we could provide him whatever he needs even if the uh requirement comes on the 11th hour mm. we can still uh very well do yeah. it right so those were uh the differences and uh, aarti will speak about uh how
4: she yeah. look at yeah. it
0: aarti your turn now.
4: Uh, if comparing from K to K and mm-hmm. uh, indoor, I feel that uh, the, the things that were different is like outdoor itself, it's like uh, you uh, are there like for 12 hours that you mm-hmm. have a proper shift and indoors you are there like almost like 18 hours mm-hmm. or 20 hours other than the 4-5 mm-hmm. hours and the uh, protocols change accordingly and the sleep itself changes mm-hmm. accordingly. It depends upon where the rider wants to take rest and it is just that bare minimal things that we have to right. follow. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and indoor, you have to be very uh, reluctant that the refrigerator is fine. You have to keep uh, taking care about all those things hmm. also. Hmm.
0: So, another thing is, uh, Aarti, you are you have some superpowers with you because you are the physiotherapist of the team. You made sure that uh, Bharat was on his peak performance thanks to your uh, techniques of uh, releasing the pain of his muscles. So, would you like to comment on that? What did you do with him?
4: Yeah, so, uh, it's just not about me. It is always a team effort. Therapist alone cannot do everything. We have a basic protocol that we follow. But here, I would say, other uh, crew members also become a physiotherapist only itself. Like, to plan protocols. We just cannot waste our uh, minutes also, or even the seconds. So, we have this, uh, proper mm-hmm. breaks. Like, four five hours we used to give him stretches mm. massages as with the cyclist there's naturally overuse of the more of knee mm. issues that you get into you mm. already take care about the knee pain so there was always concern of you know the soreness of quadriceps itself so we have to keep him moving we have to have these stretches and massages regularly like every four five hours and this there was this brief uh, sleep protocol we had to follow like during the everything was assessed like if he has a pain or uh, anything that can be treated is the only time mm-hmm. when he sleeps. Mm-hmm. This is just the outline what we were doing it and there are different techniques that I was using it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I would actually comment on this thing I feel that I don't have any superpowers it's Bharat himself has a yeah. superpower. <laughs> it is very difficult mm-hmm. to like be there on Saturday. Like, mm-hmm. 12 days.
0: True true darshan you have been training together for so long you have been his crew you raced with him uh, in race across austria so would you like to give few anecdotes about him like how has he grown as a rider
2: oh he has grown leaps and grown leaps and bounds i believe um we met at a brm mm. uh, a 300 kilometer brm which he did it under say 13 hours mm. the time limit is and half hours and uh, on that day on that same route there was 200 BRM going on mm. so the time limit was 13 and a half hours for the 200 guys and he showed up before the 200 guys could finish mm. and that was just say around 40-45 days into buying a new road bike for him mm. and by the time I was already riding for an year or so mm. and I barely made it uh, so post race I was like I a diya, said sir the chalate ho mm-hmm you will make uh, a good rider at the Deccan Cliffhanger. Mm. The Deccan Cliffhanger was like another 15-20 days uh, in, uh, left for that. Yeah. So he really hadn't planned uh, as much for it. But a couple of months later, uh, the Ultra Spice Race, first Ultra Spice race was announced mm. and um, that was a crazy thing to do. We enrolled uh, for 1000 kilometers. The plan was to do 500 because I was of the opinion th- earlier mm-hmm. with the support you, might be able, you mm-hmm. know we might be able to do 500 yeah. but then we found out that uh, the 500 uh, ultra spice wasn't for ram qualifier it wasn't a ram qualifier mm-hmm. and for that you need to either uh, do a thousand or a 1750 right so the conversation that we had was that they had just you know another twenty-four, thirty more hours of riding more. Yes. So say I have to enroll for that, yeah. uh, uh, and hence we showed up with two drivers and I in a in a in one vehicle, uh, and that was the longest shift yeah. that I've done as a straight fifty-four hours, vehicle, which is crazy. But yeah, so from there where we just fed him bananas like to what we have today with a team of say 11-12 odd members currently, uh, and, and and we have enough you know four, five people in reserve to quantity arises that some of the current crew member is not able to make it. So I I, I can just say as a rider, he has you know grown uh, quite a bit uh, even after K two K after his uh, uh, clavicle injury, the amount of strength building that he has done with Arthur Please help with uh, the rest of the two crew members, Sandeep, and uh, the, he has utilized this whole lockdown in a way that he has strengthened his body. As I said earlier, he uh he's in great shape. Uh, all he needed on the even on twelfth day was just uh, thoda EU kar do. It's, it's what his massage was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stretch me up, yaha se, yaha se, thoda kar do, and I'll be back on the bike and I'll ride again. Yeah. So yeah. From 2017, he has uh, you know bettered himself quite dramatically, mm. and we see you know uh, as a as a cyclist, you know that someone who is very new to cycling, you know say, even if you ask them to do an FTP test, they might score say 125 watts or something like that. But in say three months structured program, they will shoot up to almost yeah. 200 watts. Post which it becomes really difficult. But with Bharat, with his dedication, with the amount mm. of effort that he has been putting out the whole trajectory of becoming a good ultra cyclist is quite visible in him
0: right uh, that's great darshan uh awesome to you narrating bharat's experience while he was absent now coming to this event uh how was your experience with the platform altogether full gas which was the first time uh a virtual ram setup ho ra so what was e- you and the team's uh feedback on this or your experience with the platform
1: yeah that should be the better guy to tell this so yeah. there are
2: two aspects to it one is you know arranging uh world's toughest race virtually in just couple of weeks and uh finding a platform which you know can accommodate five thousand yeah. kilometers replicate mm-hmm. the event holding so that is one part to kudos to that team, uh, Revolve24 from mm. Australia that uh, you know, arranged this whole thing. Second, kudos to Full Gas that they were able to you know mm-hmm. ensure that whatever. So, there were uh, there were technical glitches okay. in this whole thing. whole uh, platform is well, even if you go today on their website and into FAQs, they'll admit to it that we are better, we are to our beta releases on Android and Windows, we do not get any kind of. The yeah. you know, performance there. Uh, if you face any kind of issues with iOS or uh, iOS that is on iPhone and iPad or Apple TV, then do let us know we try correct it. We have been around on platforms mm-hmm. for over two years. We know our stuff with these stuff. iPad, uh, we had one of our crew members, Aram, who had a couple of iPads laying around and we tried putting it there using that within, within, uh, which didn't, you know, really work out for us. And then iPhone was yeah. the last resort so we started climbing we had around five uh, iphone going on with the, with the race format in itself so uh, you might have as well seen the once you go to ram website they have a mm. elevation profile over there so you know exactly what distance it is and the amount of elevation that is expected yeah. on route and uh, people you know prepare even barat does that you know trying to um, Imagine and vision yourself being in the race, passing through these towns, climbing these mountains. You do that. It would have been easier on the rider had these uh, the race organizers and the platform you know ensured that we uh, do similar kind of terrain on the full gas platform. Instead, what they do was they used the repository of all the rides that they had, and uh, then they stacked it up in two hundred or two hundred fourteen odd rides. And they uh, asked the rider to go through it Mm. uh, sequentially. Having done that, they created blocks. So, this whole 214 individual rides were distributed into blocks. Uh, There were 20 odd blocks. And each Mm. block had a kind of a theme. So, this block is slattish. Mm. This block is uh, terrain. This block is um, very hilly, Mm. very difficult. And uh, the mistake that these guys made was that uh, they assumed, of course... No one was intelligent enough to figure this out before, I guess. And everyone had to endure this to understand because uh, there, there is no precedence of uh, a 12-day event done on mm-hmm. indoor trainers. So um, what, they, what these guys did was they stacked up all difficult, most of the difficult, say around 20-30% um, to 30% of this whole race okay. into first three blocks. So, the first two and a half days, people were struggling. So, the climb goes on to say 250 mm-hmm. kilometers, you are just climbing. That doesn't happen in the real world, right? So, once you go up, you go down and then even if there is, uh, so Ultraspice has this Utica Climb, which is roughly around 25 kilometers, which is yeah. difficult. You take a couple of hours to do it. Post which you come down the uh, come those 20 Even Ram, even if you're going one way, uh, you climb uh, the Wolf Creek Pass, but you get down on the other end. You can, you know, observe all the lactic acid going downhill, which you get some respite out of it. But the difficult part was that these rides were stacked up in such a way. You're riding seven kilometers for Hmm. two hours. The 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 most difficult ride was in the middle, uh, in the twelfth block. The whole block was the most difficult part. Then in the fifteenth and sixteenth block, there were a couple of rides. So, wherein you're you're climbing over 90 meters per kilometer. So, which is crazy. Again, they, these guys now, uh, there's this great blog by Marco Balo, one of the legends of this ultra, sport, mm-hmm. ultra cycling sport, who has also complained about it. So, what he has highlighted is in his cycling career of 36 years, um, he has never suffered an injury while riding a bike. He might have suffered an injury mm-hmm. if he had a fall, or yeah. something else but never on bike while riding apparently he tore up his hamstring or something mm. so yeah it's it's quite it was quite grueling for the riders and I'm uh, happy to tell you that with the whole
0: team and Bharat's conditioning we, we were able to you know endure crazy, it crazy. so it was literally uh climbing the average for the first three days or even more than that yeah yeah so jyoti coming to you what what's been your experience with the race uh, you as a crew been with the bharat for the last event as well how are you managing stuff
3: things were quite different this time uh, we were actually planning uh, his targets mm. and uh, during the event i was learning a lot of new things what used to work during outdoor event wasn't just working in mm. in this case and we had a lot of other kind of overhead also. So people who, who wanted to come but could not come, manage the uh, society uh, guys who were humble enough to you know at least uh, yeah. allow us to gather one place. Then uh, making sure that whoever is going out and this was another overhead. Whoever is going out has to you know uh, abide mm-hmm. by certain protocols, what can, things like that so this was in itself a very different angle uh, added mm-hmm. to it and um, as i said i mean as everybody is saying 12 days on uh, on the saddle was absolutely crazy uh, and there were aspects which obviously were made easy darshan while he's riding darshan could mm-hmm. you know loop the chain and uh, you know clean the chain while he's riding so things like that overall it was a very good experience however I mean, surprisingly indoor, uh, this particular event was more taxing than uh, the outdoor one, which we, uh, yeah, it was and we definitely did not expect it. Um, and and we learned a lot of things during the uh, event. So uh, Darshan sat on the data, you know, because uh, surprisingly Bharat was finding it a, mo- a lot difficult than uh, he anticipated. And it's like, what is happening? Then we dig- we started digging down the data. Uh, Darshan on the fly prepared this Excel sheet, and then and like this is not sufficing. He pl- he mm-hmm. uh, he drew a graph and and whatnot analysis. Um, so we were learning a lot of things uh, uh, while we were racing actually i mean a uh, 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 takeaway is that we could have done it earlier also but then obviously we were not mm. expecting not just we the mm. none of the riders mm-hmm. were expecting it uh, so in in these uh, you know aspects it was very different nothing like uh, outdoor rides so
0: that brings me to the next part uh, what was your strategy overall for the team
3: so strategy a few few things which were completely you know tossed out uh, during first couple of days only so we thought okay everybody now since we are home everybody do yeah. will do everything and everybody mm-hmm. has to do everything things like that and um, but later on during obviously everybody has different set of skills and interest and willingness so uh, a few things which decided did not work out but we improvised and came up with a different uh, set of plans Uh, people are uh, more busy than we thought would be for example, Saish, uh, he had to do... Uh, no, we are indoors, so we had a lot of time. So we thought might as well use it to, you know, uh, share it with other people. Uh, so uh, we did not anticipate that much of workload mm-hmm. on Saish, uh, which he was anyway uh, going through. And same goes with everybody else. We did not expect that we to We were prepared, but uh, obviously... Uh, everything kind of came unto us in a magnifying uh, way. So my planning started from day one, where I took permissions. I man, I mean, I made sure everyone who is coming out outside from outside Pune, including Bharat, gave me medical certificates mm-hmm. and their travel passes. Uh, you know, arranging all those things, and this entire apartment was made to look like a studio and none like a mm-hmm. house where people live. Um, and this place was up and running all you know, 24 hours. Um, so that was part one. And part two is where uh, uh, how yeah. Bharat rides, what is done when, um, how many massages, and what does he eat. As far as nutrition is concerned, we we try to stick to a very theoretical plan in the in the start. But then um, uh, we found out that. Since the task what he's on to right. is very difficult, uh, uh, a, a lot more uh, has to go in. So, nutrition also we had to you know mm. improvise along the way.
0: Great. Uh, you mentioned it was much more difficult than your road event. What changed?
3: So, now while I'm speaking, I'm just thinking aloud, I guess... As in when the rider is in uh, Mm. more pain or the uh, rider is having more difficulty, I think that somehow comes onto the crew Mm. and vice versa. So, this was difficult, more difficult for Bharat this time and hence maybe we were also, you know, uh, sharing the same load. And the main thing when you are crewing is uh, coordination, communication Mm. and management. And uh, coordination was, yes, easier. Uh, because everybody was together but we could have done it in a better way obviously but it was pretty easy um, communication again uh, there are a few things we do not want to tell uh, the writer there are few things we just keep in between uh, amongst the crew members but since we are under the same roof uh, if I if I and Darshan or I and Aarti and we three uh, you know, are in, in a room just to discuss on something, we just can't close the door. Otherwise, yeah. Bharat would you know, mm. get sensitive that, okay going on, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. And if we leave out, he would naturally get mm. curious, what's going on. But we don't want So we used to you know, get inside the room, text somebody, please, come inside casually walk and close the door. So Bharat should we we not want him to hear something. So, things like that. We are tired and we don't feel the same energy. Uh, but we can't go with that straight face in front of him because then he gets demotivated. And uh, uh, on-road, he understands his shift is, his shift is hai. Because we, we just go away. As soon as my shift is over, I just uh, dro- uh, drive away. But here, my shift is over. I just change my uniform or whatever I'm wearing, go for a bath and I mm. still roam around. So... That's very different and I'm sure th- this is difficult for the rider also to understand. And for us also it's difficult to, you know, um, make sure it's not hampering the race as such. But mm-hmm. sometimes it does.
0: So Bharat, what was your rest and nutrition like? Uh,
1: I think rest, uh, regarding the rest, Aarti is the best person because she was planning, she and uh, Darshan and exactly uh, like what? almost everybody was planning but Aarti can better be on this.
4: Uh, So for the sleep break, it was like uh, first 36 hours mostly probably. After that only Hmm. Sarah could take the break like that was only 90 minutes. So break was mostly of 90 minutes or or either like one and a half hour or three hours. Hmm. We happened to plan it accordingly. Uh, Initially it was like one and a half hour and later each day it had improved Hmm. to like three hours and uh, almost like last 48 hours that was there. There was mostly no break given that time. That was the time when he was actually pushing. So that was the uh, last two days where he had this uh, continue of like almost 40, mm-hmm. 40 plus hours. It was into a race thing. Do
0: you want to sleep now? Tell me a little bit
4: about it. About it, it first initially few days he was more on liquid diet. Mm-hmm. So it happened that his weight had almost reduced. You can say muscle aid trophy had been already started and he almost like three okay. plus kgs sorry to say but yeah in that way so it was due to the indoor uh, ride and what whatever the power that the hmm. rider is putting so he was putting power and the calories were just the calories yeah. were not sufficient enough so uh, Darshan and Jyoti they themselves and me had to actually change the strategy to adding some solid food like every yeah. two three hours so we had and and uh, solid food that was uh, egg, mm. uh, omelette. So everyone who has now become perfection in, I mm. think, omelette, cheese omelette. The main solid food and other than that, yeah, we had energy bars and a uh, lot many things that we could give him. So overall, I would say now, I think after the race, it was just one or one and a half kg mm-hmm. where he lost weight. Accounting on all those things... It happened that he had lost initially a lot of weight because it was just like Mm -hmm. a more of liquid diet. When he's riding in the evening time or later in the late evening or night, he almost goes on liquid diet. So, Mm it's just that way. Initially, it was planned that before he goes to sleep or one hour before, he will be taking a solid food. And after half hour or like one hour, he will have his food and Mm -hmm. go to sleep. What time around what time he go to
0: sleep or was it very random?
4: Okay, uh, it's not random actually for Baratsa. So, the timing that I would say that he uh, either gets sleep at 10 o'clock in the a- night or am hmm. or it's 4am. So, most probably initially he used to sleep uh, around uh, like after 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. So, avoiding the 10pm 10, uh, 10 sleep, we used to give him like after 1 or 2am. So, that was the sleep hmm. break when he used to take. But later part of the day that also changed. Like, he started taking a uh, sleep break a mm-hmm. little more earlier, mm-hmm. like 11 p.m. or 10.30 p.m. And then, I think the last break that you had taken was two days, like, almost 40 hours before that was mm-hmm. during an afternoon, like, from 10 mm-hmm. to 30, like that. So, yeah, strategies keep changing. It's not that whatever your plan is going yeah. to go with I remember that.
0: one quote. I don't remember who said it. I think it was Mike Tyson. You know the plan until you get the punch, so... <laughs> i think that's uh that's what you're saying uh, any one thing that you can mention about each of them that it was this thing that made the boat uh sail smoothly
4: okay so uh other than the rider like Marasa itself i would say darshan and jyoti were the most dynamic People, uh, which I can say, and I respectfully say that that Darshan is one person who is taking the crew ahead and the rider ahead. So there were downs where even I got yeah. stressed out. So it was Darshan and Jyoti mm. who taking care. Like no, it's like uh, rather than they were also stressed, but they made sure every crew person is mm. fine with that. Mm. Like no one gives up so i would say uh, darshan as the one sole person and jyoti always had this soft corner like no it's okay don't worry about it
0: now there's one thing i want to know i'm sure there are a lot of people who are curious to know what happens in a crew or uh, because their dc has become a popular event now and people. Every year, more and more number of people want to participate in such an event. What happens in the crew and what is the role of each member?
2: any kind of a cycling event you know starts off by uh,
0: hmm. setting out a goal that everyone is clear that
2: this is what we achieve now since these are bigger events, we would usually split the whole broad goal into say hmm. two or three things so I assume that first goal would be to achieve a podium or first Mm. coming first in the race but at the end of the second day or the third day you realize okay that is not possible then it shouldn't happen that the whole team gives up on the event itself or the rider or themselves or uh, so hence you need to have the second goal okay fine no worries even not for podium but then what is the best time that you can put forward and then there are mishaps there are uh, certain difficulties that you might face and hence the third goal that you know the, the whole idea of doing this thing is that you have come out or rather in this case come into an apartment to you know achieve something and once you've started it there's there's not much mm. of an option to give up you have to sure that you give in whatever that you have and uh, you finish this thing all these eight or nine odd people have uh, you know left their lives behind and then um you know, gathered around here for this goal. You cannot just say, okay, I give up or mm. we should give up or and there are people uh, who cannot take mm. the stress. I also gave up a couple mm. of times during the race. I said that I was the binding factor, but I believe it was easier on me because there was a lockdown outside yeah. and no one could go out. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> they had not they didn't have much of an option here. So this is the broad thing that you start off with, but then because it's an ultra cycling event, because of the safety concerns, um, the race also expects certain things from the team. That is the safety of the crew and the rider. And hence having a dedicated driver who knows exactly how to drive uh, behind the rider, in traffic, Hmm. under stress Hmm. is also important. Secondly, if you want want to identify someone else who uh, is crucial to the team is a navigator, you know, who ensures that uh, the rider is not wasting any kind of effort by going off route and time as well. Uh, So that is the important part. The third is paying attention to the rider, being nutritionist, ensuring that uh, he is well fed, uh, hydrated at all times. And uh, not overfed, not overhydrated, as well. those alarms, uh, as well. There have been cases where people have suffered mm. because of those conditions. Yeah, so uh, the longer the event, more the people, more the responsibility mm. of ensuring that, uh, you know, the event would require someone like Aarti, skill sets yeah. like what Aarti has, and, and ensure that, you know, there is not damaged uh, parts to the rider or the crew or is safe and uh, doing their mm-hmm. job appropriately i i'm broadly telling you what are the factors that goes you know having uh, yes. the need of having a crew i don't know jyoti and uh, aarti might as well add to some some mm-hmm. things uh,
3: so darshan just explained yeah. the technical part of it uh what's with the goal and uh, how, how do we plan and everything there's another uh, important aspect uh, which is uh, you know uh, keeping the rider interested, engaged and uh, you know, uh, mentally uh, looking forward to what right. the plan was. So, I have uh, had cases where only mm. just one word, I mean, a very normal thing to say but then one word just clicks off a different string in Bharat's mind and he would just get either pissed off or um, mm. worried or, you know, all those negative incidents mm. would uh, just come in. It just is very important that there is someone or team's energy has to be such where he just needs the right kind mm. of uh, motivation, right kind of dialogue mm. at the right time. So we have this uh, one member in the team who is very good at, naturally, talking to Bharat, keeping his mm. mood very light and, you know, so and and that is but is uh, we cannot uh, just, um, you know, uh, devalue or uh, give less value to this person's mm-hmm. natural traits. I mean, even Darshan and I, I don't think we can speak to Bharat a lot because we just have to have a logic or a reason to talk to people or the right. thing has to make sense. So But there are people who can just keep talking and, you know, it's just fun. So... And those people are also important because they just make an environment very flowery and happy mm. and hunky uh, human human uh, aspect of it in a race which is very crucial because as as is a bottom line every cyclist says that after a point it's not body yes. it's only mental game and uh, this is these things make you know uh, the difference. One uh, same uh, two cyclists of the same caliber, same time, same targets and everything. One has a very energetic crew, very positive, and knows the mm-hmm. frequency, understands his mind, uh, can decode a uh, rider's mind better. Would definitely you know uh, show in in the in the results. And I was having a, a talk to Darshan and other team members post-race also. So, Bharat can train on his physical aspects. You can see uh, HR, FTP and all those things. But how do we get into his mind? Because in during race, he becomes mm-hmm. a very different person and sometimes a, a bit uh, difficult also to uh, handle. So, I was like once very, uh, you know, um, uh, tensed, I would say, uh, in a polite manner and I, I just said that, you know, na physical training to physical training. What mental training? <laughs> So next time, we'll we'll also, you know, uh, consciously uh, make sure that we will ask him post-race, what do you, uh, during, uh, so there are times when we yeah. need to convince him on something. For example, no, you have to sleep or no, just push now and, uh, or, or maybe just slow down now. Okay. And he doesn't want to slow down yes. because there's a lot of energy. So... Uh, so he doesn't understand he doesn't listen and we don't know what to do so we as crew need to now going on uh, going forward uh, needs yeah. to decode his mind what he thinks what what answers is he feeding on or you know would understand so that our energy is saved yeah. and he yeah. immediately understands and uh, we, we get to basically do him what right. he needs to do at that point in time so, those are the things, uh, you know, which yeah. are also important alongside uh, the uh, yeah. logics and factual things. I would just uh, come things. to RC,
0: but before that, uh, let's get this question answered. So, Bharat, what goes in your mind while you're racing on the saddle? So,
3: uh,
1: when I'm racing, it is, the complete world is that race mm-hmm. at that point of time. I just can't figure out anything else. But yes, there are people around me, uh, they definitely have picked on me. Whatever they do, that has effect on me. And yes, it's definitely divided into positive effect and negative effect. Anything which is uh, going towards the race and like everything is definitely going towards the race. But there is something as Jyoti mentioned, it just, it clicks in my mind and it Mm -hmm. just puts me off. So that is there, and yes, I need mental training for that as well. Definitely, I need to be more cool and calm at uh, at the time. I can't be definitely cool and calm. I need to be pushing at that point of time. But definitely, I need to be more logical in understanding like what is the true meaning, what truth is trying to say, and what they mean mm. from the words. So it's should not be happening in the way at one or time it happened, and we lost the steam of the race. We wasted some amount of time. So, yes, definitely Jyoti is on the right tracks in saying that. And uh, when I'm riding, race is my, on my mind, like, who is ahead? How much ahead is he? Uh, at what time I should be sleeping? Or at, I should, like, I, I tell that okay, I should write for more than this much hours so that I can at least hmm. come near to that person. And after that, I'll sleep. So I change my goals in such a way that, okay, my sleep patterns hmm. also get changed. So the crew is also concerned with that as yeah. well. So all these conflicts and all these things keep going on. It is a running job. Crew is also engaged. So I keep the crew also entertained in a way that I'm not agreeing to what they are saying. They also keep uh, convincing me, okay, you have to do this, you have to do this. So that balance goes on, goes on. And yes, definitely we understand each other better with every race passing, with every passing race. And we achieve bigger results after that. So as we started, like Darshan started with me in 2017, January, and now he understands me in a much better way as he used to understand me three years back or three and a half years back. And now we are, we are, that understanding is clearly reflected yes. in terms of resilience. And I think
0: that speaks all. Great. Uh, Aarti, coming back to you, your experience as a crew and uh, what do you think is the role of the physio in, in the crew and uh, your other perspectives?
4: I would actually first talk upon the mm. mental thing that is, yes. that is psychological. So, first thing that physically everyone does a training, right? But you need to have the psychological training that is a, which increases actually mm. the performance in cyclists. So, you have to get trained for that. It's always part of the crew to do that. Like, you know, always you're singing or mm. you just keep talking to him. Or these psychological aspects where you keep motivating your rider... You give him the confidence to move ahead. You cannot just ask him, ki mm. you have this target, okay, go right." So, not that easy. Okay, you cannot say that. You have to be with him or you have to keep talking or anything that can, you know, just boost your rider so that this, you can get all those myrages or mm. whatever the target is. So, mental, different aspect. It cannot be like, okay, you you have your headphones and okay, okay, you just listen to the music that you like. It is just not easy one that you for 12 days, you're going to listen to set of mm. music that you like you need to understand that the crew has to be very uh, on toes like if you if you like like if you want that you want that he wants you to dance so you have to do that it's just a motivating part so psychologically come to Mm -hmm. important aspect it's just not that simple you cannot ask him to do the mental training like Mm -hmm. from the earlier part you're already on to a physical training and the simple things aspect which has to be taken into account it has to be from the crew not always from the rider we have to keep him motivating or we keep giving him food that he likes so but you have to have different solution to it like okay we can give you something else like that physiotherapy part uh, we had already like uh, whatever the assessment was done or he gave a complaint of like knee pain or knee issue so everything was on top like he had his best training I would say almost last year since 2019 and he argued that uh, he was physically maybe very much fit rather than I would say fit than what I could see him during K2K mm. so it was that incidence after his clavicle uh, fracture that he had uh, I think almost like after six months uh, yeah like not even six months he had run K2K so always there was a shoulder issues i would say that he would ask for stretching but this time since it was indoor it was more of that he's fine with his um uh, mm. like upper, upper back he was fine with his shoulder elbow mm. and so we had to more look afterwards the lower lower body like stretching with more of leg and back issues and whatever is it so we had these protocols and we had these proper stretches For him, which is you know good for him, that he was keep that he kept doing it. Mm. So, I knew about what we were following during lockdown period without wasting. We had these five minutes of stretches, or uh, even in fact, if he has a knee issue, so we had these massages done. Yeah, and uh, this cupping set uh, also, like you know, during his sleep, we used to do the cupping posterior chain. I mean, if you that's the different part, like you know, treating it. Physiotherapy doesn't come into only like when you have to, when the rider has an injury. Basically, I was there to make sure that to prevent an injury. Right. If he is grieving a minor issues, mm. I have to see that changes to major one. So that he will uh, just give up or something that way. With uh, normally the issues start with minor one. And thinking about that, we have to, you know, do stretching and uh, using your other equipments or the techniques that are there. Just to make sure these injuries are
3: prevented. Uh, Rohan, I'll I'll, uh, narrate a very funny uh, incident. Mm -hmm. uh, As I was talking about, you just never know what flips him (laughs) off or, you know, what makes him uh, happy and going. So, we decided to have this uh, everyday meetings uh, twice a day, uh, morning 8 o'clock or evening 8 Mm -hmm. 8 o'clock. At the time when everybody, all the crew member, so basically during mm-hmm. transitioning and we can have a quick call and hand over uh, things. Yeah. So we decided to have these meetings and we were doing it. And two, three, four uh, yeah, days down the line, uh, things naturally become a little uh, diluted. Mm. Instead of eight, we started having the calls at 8.30, nine. So the things were diluting, becoming a bit casual out of habit yeah. and bharat complained uh Kya ho gaya? Meetings hi nahi hoti hai uh, mo- uh meetings so he didn't happen today uh i think everyone is playing how can i play when you don't don't say that i'm in the race so he was complaining i just said and i thought it will uh make him happier and content i just said uh okay uh i think things a little we will reboot yeah. it we will reboot the entire system we make sure now on everything happens as usual yeah. And uh, we just on top of it. And this word, reboot, mm. just flipped him. And I don't know why. He doesn't know why. And uh, nobody knows why. But like after that, half an hour or one hour, he was just stuck on this word called reboot. You reboot. was And kya, Reboot, reboot. And I was like, I, was, I don't know. I said it in a... I mean, I, I was trying to, you know, make... Yeah. Give him a word. or Just in general say that, okay, things will come to uh... you know uh, the best hmm. uh case scenario uh we just whatever has happened yeah. we'll just go away and we reboot the system and start doing well again um, but uh, he just got stuck with that word and uh, i was struggling to you know make him understand i mean it in a right way Nahi, reboot and um, so you just <laughs> never know and uh, that was the time when i was just not able to understand mm. Ab ki aur kya bol iski ki... but you don't know reboot follow restart anything follow
0: catch hmm. <laughs> anything and snap him hmm. yes Darshan you mentioned in the beginning that uh, a lot of data crunching was done so can you give some light on that what what did you do and how did it benefit the team uh, the race
2: authorities had shared the list of 214 odd uh, rides in a pdf form hmm. so usually uh, what we have is a gpx uh format file wherein we can go into details exactly what to expect at what kilometer what city or what town yeah. we are we where is the time station do we take a left here right there we know exactly what we are getting in yeah. here uh we i i believe i was i overlooked this thing initially before the race mm. but uh once the race started in just couple of days, once we had this PDF file, and I couldn't find it on the uh, official website. It wasn't out there on the Facebook page as well. Bharat parent received an email uh, stating that these are the rides that these are the two hundred and fourteen odd rides that you have to ride in a sequence. Okay. And, um, he shared it with me. Now, uh, two days into the race, uh, we figured that okay uh the first day just the first 24 hours we were just scrambling for devices and then mm. we were trying to find exactly what works with what the, even the trainer wasn't you know able to you know uh properly uh communicate with the uh application okay so even so if bharat was pedaling, the the application wasn't showing up the what is that he was putting out Hmm. So yeah, first day went into that. The second day we tried. You know, usually that happens in any kind of phrase. The first day is kind of uh, um, everything. Everyone is on high adrenaline mm-hmm. and uh, things go haywire. But then the by the end of the second day, we figured out that we need to put out exactly what sort of data we need to know where we are at and then how things are going to pan out. So all the PDF format that what we had with us had the right name. Distance, the elevation gain into it, and um, the block wherein it sits. uh So so Jyoti and I sat together and punched it all the details, all the two hundred and fourteen rides, the details Mm -hmm. of it in in an Excel sheet, and uh, then we tried calculating exactly what sort of elevation do we are we expected to cover in what sort of kilometers in which block. So Mm -hmm. we broke the race down into blocks wherein we know exactly w- what is the most difficult block and uh, what is the easiest block in, okay. in relative terms. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I have to use the relative terms because the block uh, 15 and block 18 had uh, 280 kilometer rides wherein the elevation gain was uh, roughly 9 meters per kilometer. But the, these individual 180 rides took uh, over 7 hours to uh, finish. And we had to do it four times Mm -hmm. in the whole. So, Mm -hmm. assume on paper, it seemed... See, uh, the other rides were like... uh, The maximum was 90 meters per kilometer. And this was one-tenth of it for 180 kilometers. So, the assumption was that, okay, this should be a breeze. And uh, it shouldn't be that difficult. And we will be covering distance over here as as much as, again, in relative terms, we were expecting to finish uh, earlier. But the whole... Thing didn't work out that uh, well because the in the ride itself had uh, steep gradients to it and uh, a sustained effort of say thirty odd minutes here, twenty odd minutes, there. and you were coming into this ride by finishing another ride which was quite grueling. Mm-hmm. Another 70 odd kilometers of climb there and then you enter the 180 kilometer. So again, these once we got into the de- these details, we uh, figured out that, okay, this is a challenging bit. On the end of the fifth day, we w- g- drilled it down to the extent that since we had uh, covered almost first four blo- blocks by then, we had a fair amount of idea exactly what sort of performance can we expect from Bharat. Uh, mm-hmm. Even without a fatigue setting in, even if he is performing whatever that he has been in past four days exactly same, we knew uh, that elevation per kilometer is a good marker uh, of estimating what sort of uh, difficulty that we might be facing in that said ride. So, that extrapolating those figures, uh, we had a or rather I had a panic uh, this thing situation at the end of the fifth day that. According to my calculations, it didn't seem that we would be able to finish the whole distance by the 14th day. And the race limit was Hmm. 4 days. Was the distance reduced in the later days? Yeah, hmm. the, by the, the eighth day or nine day, these uh, again. Once I disclosed this thing on sixth day to Bharat, he was quite pretty sure that these guys would be, you know, fiddling around either with the distance or with the time they might extend. But hmm. Bharat was expecting that these uh, these people might as well ask riders to ride beyond 12 days and say set the finish marker or uh, the time limit till 15 day or 14 day or 13 day, whatever that hmm. they might. We calculate is what we were expecting. Or other mm. Bharat was it. I wasn't. Yeah. But on the 8th day, uh, that they have reduced the finisher distance to two-thirds of the race approximately. Or rather uh, reduced it by 1,000 kilometers or so, mm. which had eliminated uh, one of the difficult blocks, the block 17 and 16. But having said that, we were roughly around 290 300 kilometers away from that point uh, on eight day and uh, then we, we didn't really have any clarity on it because these officials had put out a post on Instagram and Facebook mm. and uh, for another 90 minutes we went full gas as in okay we are finishing this race in next 12 hours we are going to do what Bharat did in 2016 and we are going to uh, finish this race in next 12 hours by riding 300 that stretch and he's going to burn out himself in next uh, uh, couple of hours and then we will see where we are at and we want to go for the podium so for the, those 90 minutes we are full gas on but meanwhile we were uh, Jyoti and I were trying to uh, communicate with these people we, mm-hmm. we tried uh, these people uh, through social media Facebook Instagram and then then we tried tried mailing them. Eventually, these guys got back and uh, they calmed us down. They said, okay, cool. Once you go past this distance, you have to finish the race as well. As in, you will be a VRAM, official VRAM finisher once you're beyond this point after Hmm. 12 days. Hmm. But for the podium, you go on, uh, you ride till the end of the 12th day. And after that, we'll calculate and declare who is where. Okay. So then we started, you know, tracking the rest of the people because once that was out, there were uh, most of the people uh, from UK, Brad Lincoln was participating, then Christopher Hopkins, even Rupert Guinness from Australia, you know, these guys then started aiming for what was realistic for them, you know, finishing the race. Right, and uh, for us, then the whole race was only for the podium because in next another fifteen or sixteen odd hours, we were beyond that point, and we had almost three days left to uh, ride, Mm -hmm. and but I was determined to ride it out, and uh, um, surprisingly, there was one rider who just showed up in in out of nowhere. And uh, consolidated himself in the second place. But yeah, it was a good fight for the third uh, place. Marcelo is a quite capable rider, uh, quite a well-known figure in in ultra cycling. Mm Ram finisher last year. And uh, last year, apparently, he was competing against Kabir as well. But uh, yeah, pretty much uh, we ended up doing uh, well on the stats, I believe. Bharat pushed quite a lot in the last 40-odd hours. We didn't sleep him enough uh, on the ninth night and ten day we, we gave him 2-3 hours breaks but opposed that for the last 40-48 mm-hmm. hours he didn't rest but he was continuously riding and which you know ensured that he, he landed up on that podium.
0: Amazing from what I have heard from what experiences that, that I have uh, heard and shared on this podcast from various ultra cyclists that it's a race with yourself and by the end of the finish it became a podium race so would you like to add few points on that Bharat? you
1: said it correctly as the race started in my opinion uh there were some technical glitches and we were facing uh, that software issue and those compatibility issues and i was the last one like i was like lag- it was just 50 kilometers into the race and i was lagging behind uh, by 20 kilometers from the racer who was second last so but we were on our task, Darshan, was, Darshan and as well as other crew members were on the task. They were just making easing out the things, yeah. just making things happen, changing trainer, changing bike, mm. changing the gadget. And I think within about 8 to 10 hours, we were able to make sure that, yes, we are on track now. And wow. after that, I will keep. I kept on riding, and I reached 16th position. Then I got into those last 15th position then 10 and then I got to the single digit and by the time it was day six <clears throat> I was already on uh, in the top three riders so I never thought that I'll be in the top three but uh, it was that uh, the momentum was there I was able to ride much uh, we were just taking short naps and uh, as the crew okay it made me sleep more so that I can like in the middle part of the race, like crew made me sleep more so that I'm better prepared for the race when it is mm-hmm. in the packet. As Ashwin rightly brought out, that uh, in the last 40 hours, I barely slept and I was just pushing, and that resulted into a podium finish for ourselves. So uh, we kept our calm, we were just taking care of the ride in as it was coming. The ride was difficult, and the elevation gain was, uh, was uh, tremendous. Mm-hmm. So. We just kept on moving and slowly and steadily, like a tortoise, wins the race and we were on track and we got the goal.
0: Superb. If this race would have been on road right now, what would it have been the outputs or the results or what changes do you think should have been made? If the
1: rate, race had been on road, I don't think the, cruise, the team strategy would have been much different. Uh, we were taking... Each and every stage, bit by bit, we were just aiming for that stage, that group uh, completion. And then we were looking ahead. So had it been ramp, we would have been looking from time station to time station. And the aim would have been okay. In this day, the first day, we have finished five time stations. Second day, we would have been for six. Again, like it would have been fluctuating between five to six. So that would have been our aim. Till time, we would have finished about 80 to 90% of the race. Mm-hmm. And then we would have out okay, where we are standing right now. So in these ultra cycling races, the strategy is everything. You have to plan the strategy as per your capabilities. And then you have to see, okay, my capabilities were this. And on the ninth day or 10th day, when the race is 80 to 90% finished, where am I standing now? And that is the time when your body should allow you to push. And then you should aim, okay, what is the best position, what I can get now? So, it is then the race starts, the actual race starts. And that is the time when the complete energy of crew and the rider goes into that event and you just try to make the best out of it.
0: Right. Now, this question is for all the crew members out there. If there would be one thing that you want to correct in the next event, what would that be? Let's start with uh, Aarti.
4: Okay, for me, if I talk about the physio part, yeah, I can plan it like more in a more better way and a more elaborative way, like uh, taking care more in you know, a like more better way or more using more breaks or something that way. Mm. And uh, yeah, to keep myself always on high spirit, if that is the first mm-hmm. thing when I should be uh, not getting more stressed with that, I've learned to. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Uh, what was one challenge that you faced uh that could have been uh you know resolved with ease
4: yeah as per the race it happens that even the group people around or uh, everyone gets a little more stressed out so uh, yeah i was facing this issue like on fourth third fourth day itself okay so yeah somewhere it is that way ki, you have to be mentally prepared if i don't know but happen to be like you have to be mentally aware that through what your rider is going i cannot hmm. be just ignoring that part like no i mean how can someone like you know to myself hmm. like i have left my house or something that you know you feel lonely at times i know there are people around yeah. but yeah i go low and it happens hmm. that way hmm. Hmm.
3: So
4: that's part, yeah. personally yes
0: okay nice uh jyoti
3: I would say uh, anticipating potential problems hmm. uh, and uh, you know things that might go wrong or can go wrong during the event is something we can uh, improve on because uh, challenges that we faced, I think we could have foreseen them uh, before. Be it uh, preparing the data because obviously we had the, ex- uh, we, the we had the uh, profile of. But um, we somehow, you know, did not analyze it well. That's number one. Secondly, uh, as I said, initially we planned to span out the responsibility across all the crew members equally, but uh, few uh, were, uh, you know, differently skilled than the others. And uh, that, uh, that you know, made us improvise on the go. Uh, mm. That could have been, uh, you know, anticipated well in advance. Um uh, so and uh, physiotherapy. So I learned a lot of techniques uh, during the event and I think Darshan also learned uh, during the event how to do say for example, uh, you know, a, a couple of things that we did. So that could have, you know, had earlier. So those were the things. Basically, in planning phase, we can anticipate. In a we can have a better vision of the things that might go wrong, and so that we can we can uh, plan a work around or plan it in a better way. So that's one thing we we can you know take away from this uh, event this time. Hmm.
2: hmm. Darshan. See everyone. Every event brings a certain amount of learnings. Hmm. I believe that as a team, we are quite well prepared to do an event outdoors. Yes. Uh, what Juthi just mentioned that, mm. you know, consider all the uh, scenarios beforehand, uh, planning all the contingencies, do we need double contingencies, what sort of things that you can, you know, uh, anticipate and um, you plan around that. I believe that uh, for now, for this event, for VRAM, you might have noticed that we have improved our you know, social media presence and then we have been in you know, a going out live yes. every, yes. every morning we wanted to, you know, put out certain amount of content and um, these things were the learnings in, in this event that, you know, we could have uh, planned it in a better way, uh, scheduled it in a better way. Um, Although we we had very capable, you know, all the videos have turned out to be very great. The whole quality of these videos was, you know, quite impressive. Hmm. Sorry, I cut you there, but no, no. Uh, hmm. oh, I wanted to mention that uh, our crew member say she's you know, he's a 20 year old kid who who you know helped us out with this. He is a documentarian. know trying to pursue that career and um, he was you know uh, post event he was telling us that he has never done such thing on the fly Mm. whatever that he would do he would would, you know record stuff document everything and then bring it back home and then maybe take a couple of weeks or months to you know work on it and then uh, create a story around it build Mm. it together and put it out Um, here what we what we were doing was that you know we wanted to follow schedule try to put out a video by, say, in the evening and uh, we would, you know, think it out, shoot it while (laughs) he is racing, the active crew member who is awake, then he would edit it and then put it out. So, one of the videos, the, the second very uh, the very second video that I was in it, there was a, a editing mistake which I pointed out to Saish, and then okay, okay, I'll, I'll make sure that I don't do it. So he was quite uh, accommodative of all these yeah. things, and uh, he did quite well under pressure. Hmm. So all the stuff that you saw on Instagram, Facebook, Tube, whatever, all the video content, uh, photo content uh, was put out by Saish. We had help from. Uh, the other uh, promotion partners that we have from Zing Studios and uh, even still photography by Sushant, uh, yeah. another crew member of ours. Um, so, yeah, kudos to these guys who, you know, perform really well in the uh, or rather whatever that was expected out of them with this aspect. But they helped us out uh, or rather the whole team uh, with the racing itself. You know, they were part of the support team wherein they, they took on the job of, you know, feeding Bharat, ensuring that he's hydrated, he's well-fed. All the rest of the crew stuff they, they did. And yeah. with that, they took the responsibility and did a quite splendid job. So we could have planned it better going into next race maybe. Uh, but again, we haven't done that outdoors. So that will be a new challenge for the next time. So although point is taken that uh, these things need to be planned out going uh, before going into the race but i believe again uh, sayish must have you know gained confidence in himself uh, with regards to his editing skills yeah uh, doing it on the fly and you know coming out with such great content
0: absolutely and it was well structured you say that it wasn't but uh, for us it was great to you know get an insight on what's going on in your room and uh, it's it's a it's a timeless documentation that you have created For anyone who wants to, you know, uh, try their hands at doing this. Bharat, I wanted to come to one point. Uh, Did you have hallucinations or was it cool in that department?
1: Uh, I don't think that um, I had hallucinations in the perfect sense. But there was some weird notion which was flowing into my mind that in in daytime, I am riding on the ground floor and nighttime, I am riding on the first floor so that was something weird which was i was going through and mm-hmm. after knowing also that i'm on the fifth floor of the building still that feeling was inside me that okay no i'm riding on the ground floor in the daytime and i'm riding on the first floor on the night time so like that was something weird otherwise uh, it was cool and we had so much of fun out of that hallucination also <laughs> like it's time to go to first floor now.
0: yeah so Bharat of course you were riding for very long durations uh during the day and night but uh how did you take your breaks and uh how long were they uh, what did you do in that duration uh can you give some points in brief
1: so there are two aspects to my break uh one is like how i approach my breaks and one is like how crew approach my breaks mm-hmm. so uh the be best covered by darshan and uh like how i approach my breaks i like i used to ride for at least 100 kilometers or if like, it is like a lot of elevation is going on, so I used to ride for about like four to five hours, then it used to be a planned break for me. And in that planned break, first thing is that I used to straightway hit the washroom, attend nature call, come back. Um, I used to get my feet and arms uh, cleaned with a wet towel. Then uh, I used to just light up with, after removing my shoes. The crew used to do a quick massage of about... Two to three minutes, or if it is wrong, then it is. It used to be five to seven minutes, Hmm. and um, immediately I used to get on my on my pose, and I used to do a quick cat camel exercise for five to six repetitions. Then I used to get into the child's pose, just relax my upper body and lower body, quickly wear my shoes, and get hop onto the bike. So it used to be an approximately. If the break is shorter one, then it used to be 5 to 6 minutes or even less than that. That is 3 to 4 minutes or if it is a longer one, it is definitely less than 10 minutes.
0: Well, that's it folks for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found some helpful tips from this episode as uh, for the first time, a crew has completely spilled the beans, talked about their secrets, talked about what it takes to be a crew. So, if you have liked it, do share it with your friends. Do comment your thoughts, what you think about uh, this episode. Do send your wishes to Bharat and his team if you have not yet done that. And yeah, subscribe to Hit The Road on eBlog Media website or your favorite podcast streaming apps. I'll be back soon with another episode for you. Till then, goodbye.